Down Your Unders. Down Your Unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 74 of the Art of War Dana podcast. My name, as always, is Adam Camilleri, and I'm joining you from, I don't know, Tallahassee? I've made it. I made it over the side of the world. If I haven't announced it on this episode yet, and you haven't been unaware, hello, how you doing? I'm in the states. Um, this is my second episode over here. I'm joined today by uh, one half of the hive mind, the Art of War hive mind. I was, uh, we unfortunately we're going to have John Lennon on, but unfortunately he's been inundated with work. We've had a little bit of a sickness going through the Art of War house. Me being part of the victim, the victims of. And uh, I do apologize if you hear me coughing at any point throughout this episode. I may not be able to hold it back or hit the mute button fast enough. But one half of that hive mind is still here, Mr. Alex McDougall. Hello, my man. Hello. Now, why are we here, dude? What are we going to talk about? What are we going to review? It's Monster Mash time, baby. Yeah, dude. I'm so freaking excited. So this is the Army of Renown uh, Crusher Stampede from uh, the latest White Dwarf for December. And we're going to be very excitedly running down the first piece of new content that I've had to talk about in quite a while. <laughs> it's actually really been frustrating. Uh, my good old review podcast, 2021 has not been kind. Let's just put it that way. Um, but before we get started like, into that, uh, Alex, tell us a little bit about the things you're involved with, uh, warring-wise, coaching-wise. Where can people get involved or stay in touch with your antics? Uh, I am pretty active in <clears throat> a couple of different discords. Uh, one of them is the Best in Faction Bits Discord, which is another fantastic place to get your 40k fix and info. Um, if I mean, honestly, people can just catch me on Discord or Facebook or anything. I'll answer pretty much any question. <laughs> bit of a bit of a everyman, hey. Uh, you know, I just like talking about stuff I like. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought people who mm. would come on my podcast would like talking? That is just an outrageous prospect. But to tell you a little bit about what I do, guys, um, this is Out of War Down Under. There's a two-part podcast. First part comes out for you guys Tuesday mornings. Um, part two, this is a two-part podcast as the rest of the Out of War podcasts are. The other part for this one will literally just be going to be answering, I think, about 20 or 30 listener and pa- patron questions. Um, subscriber questions it's going to be crazy there's some really awesome ones in there everything from does uh, carnifex is still worth it do does old one eye make the cut what how do i equip Tyrion and warriors to not feel like an idiot this it's really good stuff if you want to get involved you want to get over that part two or have a say in the content that i make go over to patreon look up uh, the art of war down, down under or go over to theartofwar40k.com, sign up to this podcast, sign up to and support the War Room, get involved there. Wonderful, incredible international community, very positive about growing together. Um, and one of the coaches is Alex. So if you do like what you're hearing here, you can go over and maybe Alex will help you out writing a list or getting better at the game. But, all right, dude, Crusher Stampede, first impressions, what do you think? Uh, there's definitely a lot of power here. Um, I have a few reservations about how it'll all work. Um, in the fact that it is still very stratagem heavy, like so, the guy that gets the stratagems, you're like, oh yeah, look at that guy go. And then everyone <laughs> else, you're like, ah, they're tougher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird. So uh, now, I, I was on recently when we did a, a th- we did a a bit of a, a talk about state state of the faction. I can't remember what you're on for, but you're on recently. We're talking nids. We're talking the fact that they are one of the last holdouts for a bunch of the old metrics for 8th edition you know all the double activations um mm-hmm. a bunch of the a bunch of the wonky stratagems like the implant attack and all these other bits and pieces um spore field and there's so many things in in that book that don't exist anywhere else and as soon as that book dies and this chaos space marine and the eldar book dies all those things will probably be part of history um but the one thing that 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 book does have sorry is good strats it has good strats and then it has awful wall of traits relics and data sheets <laughs> Is that safe to say? Mm-hmm. The worst of those mm-hmm. being the damn data sheets. Um, and so when I first, my first impressions with this was just like, this thing would be almost broke if the data sheets were good. <laughs> this How is one of those things I've been thinking about in the future. So let's say, <clears throat> for instance, that the new Turnier Codex comes out and it's got killer data sheets. You've got like, yeah. you know, um, Let's, let's you know that stuff they always do, right? So what are the, what's like the worst 
Tyranid model, like a Toxicrine or like a Harspex or yeah, or um either the let's flying make it, ones. Let's, let's make say, it bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Let's say they're suddenly like weapon skill three, six to seven attacks. Maybe they get like a toughness boost or like T eight. Maybe they get more than twelve yeah. wounds or something like that. And then let's attach the Crusher Stampede to that. Like that's yes. not okay anymore. That's really no, not okay. Not. So I'm <laughs> really not. I'm really curious as to how long this is going to even last. I have a feeling it will not apply to the ninth edition codex, and that might have actually been why they brought it out in a magazine. It's very much like that, you get it now, yeah. ninth drops, throw it away. Don't worry, it was just like three pages in a magazine. Exactly. You, you didn't buy a sixty dollar psychic awakening or a, a eighty dollar book of rust, you know, to get this. Which yeah, I respect. Exactly. If, if, if that is what they're doing. I totally respect that, and that's literally they're just, what they're doing is trying to make you have some more fun with more of your army, which I think is an amazing idea. They should do that for more people. Um, you know, bring bring us out a Wraith Construct one for a Yandin or something. Um, <clears throat> but let's start here. Okay, first page, Flashpoint, Octarius, Oogie Boogie, lovely. Restrictions. Um, your army cannot include any swarm units, cannot include any models with a wounds characteristic of le- two or less. So that is essentially all your Termagants, Hormigants, Gene Stealers, Ripper Swarms, Sky Slicer Swarms, all that one wound stuff, all that two... There Are are there any two wound stuff? I, I don't think there's so. two wounds. Yeah, no gargoyles, like none of that. It's all gone, can't have it. And for each unit in your army that does not have the monster keyword, your army must include at least one monster unit. So that means you can't just spam Hive Guard, like um, Tyrant Guard, Tyranid Warriors. Um, all units from army, army must have the Tyranid's keyword and be drawn from the same Hive Fleet. So you can't mix and match your Hive Fleets either. Um, are these bad restrictions, good restrictions? How do you feel? Um, I mean, I think this is the same with most of the armies of Renown, where uh, you get a good bonus, but you are very restricted. Um, obviously, this is going to make the Crusher Stampede have some issues with pulling the mission. Um, you'll have very limited infantry. You'll basically only get warriors to have like guys that will be walking around doing things. No Gene Stealer cult uh, allies, and only Crusher detachments. You can't have... Yeah. Like, uh, like, I mean, I think the dream here would be like you take a small crusher detachment of like the best monsters you have available, and then you're like, oh, and look, here I've got my Leviathan out of Octarius. Exactly. So I still get yeah. all this other stuff. Exactly right. Um, tell us about the benefits. Oh man, let's talk about that. Yeah, hold on. I actually should bring it up in front of me. You don't Otherwise, have I'm it. Gonna be look trying at this to work guy. from memory here. Look at this professional. I, I have it on my phone. I have it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So the <clears throat> excuse me, the benefits. Yeah, uh, everybody gains the Crusher Stampede keyword, which essentially is going to be your like high fleet keyword. Yeah, it's going to function like that. Units from this army without the monster keyword gain the shielded by the hive mind, which will be on the right. Um, I'll probably just go to those right now because this is just describing what you get. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so shielded by the hive mind. Anything that is not a monster. Uh, can never gain a high fleet adaptation. Kraken, Leviathan, all that stuff. So basically, exactly. that's like what I said. Crusher Stampede is your high fleet trait. You get a five plus invulnerable save. Hey, solid. You know what? Five mm-hmm. plus invulnerable save on Raveners. Just straight awesome because they well, only had an armor save. Warriors, well, mate, like Hive Guard. It's great. Invul- invulnerable saves are really hard to come by on in Nids. Mm-hmm. Like it was what? basically just yeah. Zoanthropes, Swarmlord. Is, is is your um is your unit a psyker? Tick yes, yeah. you have a you have a invulnerable save. Tick no, no invulnerable save, and no way to get one. So this is a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. I think the only this... way to get one, sorry, was there was a, a build your own um high fleet that gave you a six plus. Is that right? Yeah, and like man, a six plus compared to a five plus. Like remember, you do the math. A five plus is twice yeah. as good. <laughs> yes, man. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a big deal. Um, and then the second part is the hulking behemoth rule, which is the other thing you get. And of course, the other benefits being you get all the strats and the stuff and the psychic powers and the warlord traits, blah blah blah. Um, hulking behemoth, this unit can never gain a high fleet adaptation. So literally, nothing in your army gets the benefits of being in a high fleet. You get these benefits instead. Um, these units also have a five plus invulnerable save. Each time an attack is allocated to a model in this unit, subtract one from the damage characteristic. And then last dot point, models in this unit count as the number of models equal to their remaining wounds for the purposes of determining who controls an objective marker. I would like to say to G-Dub right now, 
for the love of God, stop giving out minus one damage to effing everything in the game. <laughs> I've enough. Stop. Cease. <clears throat> it's too much already. It was already too much. And now just like, oh cool. Here's a whole army has got another whole army has it. You know, we we we're, we're all we're all pissed off that uh, one whole army has this and that, that whole army being you know thick city now we've got another whole army with minus one damage on top of the orcs which was which the freebooters was a whole army of minus one damage it's actually really frustrating at this point for everyone else i'm sure you're really happy about alex but yeah tell us your thoughts um yeah minus one damage is huge um one of the issues that tyranids had very specifically with their monsters was a durability issue like T7 with a 3 plus armor save just wasn't really cutting it against a lot of stuff. Yeah. So the 5 plus invuln, awesome. Minus 1 damage, awesome. Um, as much as we've seen stuff like Melta out of some armies or like a lot of D3 plus 3 damage uh, weapons out of some of the more modern codexes, man, a lot of people are still rocking damage 2 and 3, and that feels so yeah. bad into minus 1 damage. Well, that was the thing about um, Tyranid monsters, was, wasn't it? There wasn't anything especially like they didn't have more wounds than average, didn't have more attacks than average, didn't have more didn't have more uh, toughness than average, didn't have more armor save than average. They were perfectly average across the board for eighth edition, and which meant when they came into ninth edition, that was perfectly awful across the board. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you, t- you, oh, yeah. you talk about you talk about uh, the comparison between a Carnifex and a Kronos, uh, sorry, and a Talos, and you're just like, wow. <laughs> the emperor weep oh, you know the hive, oh, hive mind just so bad <laughs> <laughs> silent screaming into the void why is this not the same um but yeah there's so the the second the, the last dot point there i want you to unpack that for us because that is uh, in, an insane thing that we've only seen have we seen that anywhere else I, I think this is the first of for a whole army it is the first of they've had sort of an equivalent with it very recently with knights where they yeah, gave the knights but- count as 10 and count as five but like this just and even remaining wounds. I frankly, I think this rule should just be handed out to everything now. I think this I should think, be this should be monsters. Monsters and vehicles should just have this. I'm not even sure about that. I think everything. I think a character should oh, count really? for the five wounds that it's got. Uh, yeah, you think a terminator should count for three? Like, really? Is it like okay? Outside of objective secured, not, like you think? Yeah. One one wound elite infantry should be holding an objective if Gilliman is standing on the other side of it. Like that's no, fair. yeah, that's fair. He's he's got it. He's like the hero of the chapter yeah. with his nine wounds. He should have that objective. You should be able. You should have to out wound count him. I think that's what it should be for everything. But that's um, only something that's come up again recently in seeing this. But for this army in particular, I think it works really well because obviously they're going to be really bad at holding objectives. Yes, I mean this army without this is what you have to take a bunch of warriors. Like you have to just take. A bunch of MSU warriors, which would feel pretty bad. <laughs> Just put it out there. Um, yeah. As as it is right now, that rule is phenomenally powerful. You could almost—it's it, weird, yeah. You could almost get rid of the minus one damage, and this that rule would still be enough to make this make you look twice at this army of renown by itself, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah. the fact that there's two together just means that everything else that you get out of this—I'm just going to say it right now—everything else you get from this army of renown is gravy. Because that's the two bits that are, are the most important. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. as much as you are not allowed to be those other high fleets, for as far as the sake of getting their benefits, you can be the other high fleets as far as the like in little brackets, like high yeah, fleet. This. You still get the you still get the stratagem, the warlord trait, and stuff. Yeah. So yes, you can still be Leviathan and pull strats from that book, which. Is dumb, but here we are. I'm not going to. I'm not going to so tell. You could, I'm not going to tell mid players they can't do it when we've got st- BS strife and yeah, yeah. So you can still <laughs> pull from relentless flurry. You can use the stratagem one that is now very interesting in making a unit become objective secured all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So you objective can have your flyrant count count as twelve exactly models. twelve yeah. models that are now objective secured. Um, out of nowhere. You can stick that on a, I assume, coming to a table near you, the absolute bullshit, unkillable hive tyrant. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Or um, a barbed hero jewel, or a, a, a dimacaron if they come back into vogue. Um, oh, yeah. 18 there are, wounds. There are a lot of options. Yeah. 18 wounds. Congrats. Cool. You now, oh, they brought a free, they brought a free blade obsec knight. Oh well, they're they're still eight behind you, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still need eight more models. It's pretty hilarious. Um, all right, jumping down to the Waller traits. 
I'm just going to go through the first one. This uh, is Raging Influence. This is an aura. While a friendly Crusher Stampede model is, sorry, unit rather, is within six of this Warlord. Each time model in that unit makes a melee attack and unmodified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. Exploding sixes in melee is not bad on an army that actually struggles for having enough attacks a lot of the time on a lot of these models. Like we talk about a Carnifex only having four attacks, like by modern standards, that's pr that's pretty rough. That's pretty on the low side. Um, is this any good? I think this is pretty solid. Um, I would be curious as to how many times you're going to get a bunch of monsters in together all at the same time, where this Warlord trade is really going to start to like pile on. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, an aura of exploding sixes is that's pretty good. Each time, I think a more important one to notice. Um, oh no, it is only monsters. Okay, that's a bummer. If you could put this on like a nine yeah. pack of warriors, now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Because uh, all of a sudden, a, a warrior, could, a warrior unit, maybe with a prime, could just dump a hell of a lot. Especially if you give them that, um, because they'd be would they be hitting on twos in combat with the with the prime, or is it threes? Uh, twos. Yeah, they'd be hitting on twos, and they you are could, naturally you could have skill three, and then they can get yeah, bumped you, up to twos by the prime. You could have the leviathan warlord trait for four rerolls to hit, and you could just fish out a bunch of sixes like a lot of other armies can do. Um, but yeah, it's only for the monster side of this. Um, you want to tell us about the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next one is also an aura. Um, while an enemy is within three inches of the Warlord, each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack, subtract one from the attack's hit roll. Uh, each time a combat attrition test is taken for that unit, uh, subtract one from the combat attrition test. So the combat attrition test is just kind of like, an, I don't know, a little bit extra. But minus one yeah. as an aura. Like if you can get a Warlord just mashed right into the middle of a big pack of combat and just mm. a big, huge blanket minus one to hit, it's pretty pretty damn solid well there is a lot of like we've talked about how many just how many movement shenanigans there are and how big some of the bases on some of these models can be like i'm, I'm picturing a hive tyrant i'm sorry a, a fly rent right now which you can like yeet across the table with the swarm lord and just get him right on top of people it's it's not a bit it's not an insignificant amount of distance you can cover and then blanket with a, a minus one to hit or um although like where does it what armies in the meta right now would minus one actually care about you maybe you're still waiting for maybe guard and tower would make this relevant but as it sits right now like space marines don't care minus one to hit that much definitely uh, orcs actually no orcs yeah that, that could be a, that could be a thing right you fly this guy up to their three rucker trucks and be like back to hitting on fives yeah i mean it's something it's 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 not great because there is so much accuracy in the game from the top armies right now. But every mm. once in a while, just knocking someone down from weapon skill 3 to weapon skill 4, it's it's something. Especially if you can get into it. Like, yeah. If you are looking at a situation where you are already in a long, drawn-out combat, you've swamped them with like 4 or 5 monsters that are all minus 1 damage, Those ex that every little extra hit that misses is going to really stack up over time. Mm. Yeah, There's a I lot agree. of damage too out there that now... like. Like if you were to go into Blood Angels or something. Yeah, that's fair. All right, up to the next one. Rampaging Beast. Once per turn, when this Warlord uh, is selected to fight, it can use this Warlord trait. If it does, until the end of the phase, add D3 to the Warlord's attack characteristic. Why is that worded so weird? Once per turn, when this Warlord is selected to fight. Is that be oh, it's because Tyrion is still have a, fight twice. A, fi a fight twice in their book. Yep. That's right. So that this so Warlord trait actually, isn't four extra yeah. attacks a turn. <laughs> Yes, or, you know, yeah, two, two, three extra. They've gone out of their way to make sure that's airtight. Um, as it sits right now, like, you're just not going to take that out. There's so many better options, especially with the Leviathan supplement still being in play. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I still, even with all of three of these, this this is one of those ones that still suffers from, um, is this a May? We should make sure we've got that right as well. Um, you you have access to the Crusher Stampede Warlord traits, so you don't have to take them. So yeah, the problem with these three traits is that there are the Octarius Warlord traits, which are just better. Yeah, I just <laughs> re straight redeploy up, yeah. and um, oh, full rerolls to hit. That's just better. Maybe the full rerolls to hit isn't that big a deal because there is a trait or there is a stratagem for that later. Um, <clears throat> there's a part of me that makes it or it makes me really think that it'd be fun to have a Hive Tyrant with double talons. Rampaging Beast and the spell that we're probably going to get to in a second here, and just have mm -hmm. a Flyrant with like nine attacks. <laughs> he actually That's... feels like a Flyrant for once. <laughs> <laughs> you would actually feel dangerous again, man. It's been yeah. so like, was it the was it the first six months of Eighth Edition when Flyrants actually meant a damn? 
Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't long. Because I, I mean, even long. now, you, you get people that get into the game, let's say, just for ninth or at the end of eighth. Tyranids are not the most popular of army, especially when they're so low on the power level for so long. Um, and you go and play them, and they just don't get it. They're like, okay, so what does this flyrant do when he hits me in combat? I'm like, oh, he's got four attacks. I'm like, oh, that's that's kind of low. Well, how strong is he? Like, strength, strength six. It's like, not even strength seven. Like, yeah, do you have any rerolls to hit or anything? No, not any, any rerolls to wound. I can pay for it for with a CP. Like, yeah, oh. it's it's rough, man. Quite quite rough. Um, fair enough. You want to tell us about the the first, well. It, if you like, tell us about all the psychic powers in one go, and we'll talk about them. For the spells? The spells, yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry, the stratagems. Apologies. Skipped ahead a page. Okay. Uh, the I will say right now, this is the exciting part. The stratagems are yes, the sauce. the stratagems are legit. They're so good. Um, Thunder's Impact, I think, would be the best one in the book if it could target anything more than other monsters or vehicles. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a crusher monster a model from your army has finished a pile-in. Uh, select one enemy monster or vehicle unit within engagement range of this model. Until the end of the phase, that model can only make attacks against the selected unit, and each time it makes an attack, you get plus one to hit, plus one to wound, and plus one to the damage roll. That this is absurd. <laughs> is wow. So just to paint the picture, so you pay two CP, and you point at one of your things, and then you point at one of their things. And that one thing you pointed at can only attack that one thing you pointed. The next thing you pointed at, but when it does, it gets a bunch of crazy bonuses. Um, where is where? What kind of model does this get the most impact on? Do you believe? Um, okay, so one of the weird things in the wording in this, and maybe they'll FAQ it later. I'm not sure, but it says to the damage roll, which implies that it's for a variable damage. It's only for variable damage, so it's only D3 or D6s. Yeah, so you can't use this to boost on something that's like a swarm lord that's just flat three. Um, mm. But I would say um, the Dima Karen obviously would benefit from this hugely. That means you just never yeah. miss. You'd have yep. twos with full rerolls. He's strength eight, which means you're going to win anything on the game on a three or on a two. On threes, yeah. Um, you have three plus D four, or sorry, four plus D three damage. Like, <laughs> yeah. disgusting. <laughs> um, I think a lot of these you guys will start noticing a trend. We're going to continually be listing the Forge World stuff because they just have better mm. data sheets. But I could yeah. still see this be easily being used on like a Trigon or a Trigon Prime. Well, um, yeah. Well, if stupid jo- hard with this. If John was here, he'd be telling you about his Trigon Prime build, which is... Uh, he showcased it on one of the Art of War games. On uh, I can't remember if it's in the War Room or not. But um, I, it wasn't a War Room. He played Thick City into Crusher, Crusher Stampede into Thick City, and uh, yeah, he had a tr- he had an Uber Trigon Prime there that went absolutely ham. And yeah, this thing was was part of the reason why. Um, all right, what's the next one? The next one is uh, Terrifying Charge. This one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be honest, though. Actually, there is a potential weird scenario where this isn't bad. Um, use the stratagem at the start of the morale phase. Select one enemy unit with engagement range of a Crusher Stampede model from your army that made a charge this turn. Until the end of the turn, subtract three from the leadership characteristic of the model in that enemy unit. Every once in a while, this is going to be situational. You're going to get something. You're going to have killed like one model out of the unit, and you're just yeah. going to go. Actually, you know what? That unit's still going to fail. Yeah. Or so the, when I see this coming up, is it's going to be very rare, but it's going to be okay. I yeah. They killed my. They killed my like last obsec unit on the thing, and I made that they lost one guy. But if I make them lose two guys to morale, which is what as happens on average, you know, if you have got five guys. One pops, then you can roll a one on four dice. Um, or they've they've lost four guys out of five intercessors, and you want to make that last guy run away on anything but a one, and to, to, yeah. to kill him off the objective. Let's, let's and so almost on, guarantee this. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's and that's what that's when you'll do it, and you'll be happy to have it when you do. But yeah, it's mm-hmm. in, incredibly situational. Uh, Unbreakable Chitin. It is transhuman. Yeehaw! Yes, Transhuman it for Tyranids. It's one CP for a unit that is five models or less, and two CP for five models or more. 
we, the only time you're going to have more than five models is a warrior unit, right? Oh, no, you could have six hive guard or t- tyrant guard or ravenous, yeah? Yeah. Oh, or contains any models with a wounds characteristic of 10 or more. Mm. So, Which is good because it would be broke as hell putting it like just like one CP on your, your diamond carons and your hive tyrants. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely somewhat situational again. Um, I would honestly say this is probably best used on like, I mean, the the better your toughness, the worse it is. It's very rare so, that you're going to have something break that yeah that debt being wounded on a three or less barrier on like a barbed hero duel or something like that. So, so what you're saying is almost almost 100 percent of the time, this is just going to effectively be minus one to wound. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, or warriors only, potentially. Be, yeah, because you're so you're so high toughness innately in this armor. You the best, most you're doing is taking from a three to a four. Like yeah. you have to be what strength eight this plus one to wounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see this being used on um, a five pack of hive guard. Just keep, yes. no, you only want yeah. me on fours. Let's keep this hive guard unit well, alive. The the reason I hate this one is because one of the things I was thinking about trying to at least you know one for one with hive guard was bringing two payload manticores back into my lists, and all of a sudden they were something that would have wounded you on twos, and now it's fours. Ooh, yes. So that's yeah. actually really it's actually really big that this is in there now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's it's solid. Um, Death Surge is the next one. It's two CP. It is the fixed version of the stratagem that was already in the Tyranid book. Um, so in the Tyranid book, you can have a fight on death, but the problem is you would always fight on the bottom of your bracket. Which is so awful. <laughs> have, yeah, have fun swinging with your four attacks out of your Hive Tyranid at weapon skill four. Um, yeah. Yeehaw. This is swing on death with your full top bracket. Uh, fantastic on a yeah. Demacaran, a Swarm Lord. The characters are, mm-hmm. that are already good in combat. This it should be what all all fight on deaths are. Like knights should do the same. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Everything. Last bit of rage um, as they go down. Yeah, I think it's good though, isn't it? It's actually quite good. When, when oh, I think it's fantastic. Mm. Um, it, I mean, a lot of times it'll be one of those because Tyranids have a fight twice. So, I mean, technically, you could do this three times. Well, I guess not, because you, you're always swinging at the very, very end. Mm. Well, that's not true, because you could swing, swing again, and use that second swing to have a consolidate it into something else that will then kill you, and then that's swing this. So you could, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you could swing three times. I think a lot of times, though, it will just be that like you're nearing the end of the monster's life. You go in, do your damage, and then you're just waiting to get attacked back, and then swing on death. Yeah, exactly. All right, last one, brother. Oh, did we save the best for last? <laughs> I think uh, we did. Sec- it's best or second best, depending on how you want to... I really like the first one. Yeah, I like the fact that this is one CP, and it doesn't have the limitations um, that the other one does of it having to be uh, a monster. Uh, use a stratagem in the charge phase. Uh, when you're Monster finishes its charge, select one enemy model within engagement range of that monster model and relay D6 equal to that monster model's remaining wounds. So if you are stronger than your opponent's toughness, it is on a 3+, plus, equal as a 4+. plus. If you are less strength than they have toughness, then it's a 5+. plus. Most of the time, this is just pay 1 CP, hand out 6 mortal wounds. It caps exactly at 6. Right. I'm I'm trying to figure out if this one is more reliable or Blessed Bolts for Sisters. Which one is the more like? So the Sisters one being you know obviously applicable through Dominions with a, a Storm Bolter on each one, and this one being most applicable through a, a I'd say a Hive Tyrant as being like the baseline, so a twelve wound with a with a, a Strength Six. So. The only time you're not you're not kind of auto getting it off because that's what twelve dice on a on a four plus or three plus, yeah. Um, twelve dice, twelve dice on a three plus. Yeah, cool. You've, you've got your six mortal wounds, um, just about every single time. It's pretty crazy good. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those ones where it's going to make your opponent have to be very careful with their positioning, um, especially specifically against like a flyrant or a demacaron that can just kind of arrive at any point and like tag weird angles and get multiple things yeah. yeah i would love to just go in breaking through a commander that's got five wounds you just pay one cp okay please remove that commander from the board and then use your actual attacks into the stuff you actually wanted to charge 
Yeah, it's a huge deal, isn't it? Like, but it doesn't say that it has to be like the unit you're about to attack. It does restrict on model. It is a singular model that you select, so you can't do this and like kill six infantrymen with it. But yeah, all the time there's like units coming towards you, and you just go, "Oh, your character's right there." He's so, not protected from the backside. The hive tyrant's just gonna like jump to the backside, or the demacaron is gonna jump to the backside, yeah. and then you just multi-charge, kill the character, and keep on going. Sorry, in, in case you've confused people, um, uh, sorry, we've confused everybody. If you, you're saying if you charged a unit of guardsmen, you'd only kill one of them because you select one model. Because that's not—I don't believe that's the case, right? You kill six. Um, select one enemy model. Okay. So you don't get to apply the de- the six mortal wounds to like groups of guys. Yeah, but the, the model is part of the unit, and the unit takes the mortal wounds, and the mortal wounds keep allocating. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, hmm. maybe you're right. I'm not sure. I hadn't really thought it through like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, me either. Until you said it, I'm like, huh? I, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here because there might be some, there might be some consternation either way. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I assume oh. it is applied to a singular model. Um, yeah. But even even then, but, there's a lot of three wound models out there. You can hit that into like a. I don't know a grotesque or something. That's a pretty good, pretty good value. Absolutely, absolutely, it is. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All right, uh, summing these up. Yeah, first one and the last one are the mwah, two mad winners for in my books. Um, but I still, I, I do love that they have transhuman, and I have the they have the actually <laughs> the morale oh, one is the only real dud. And there, there's two more again um, that uh, flip over to the next page for stratagems. Oh, of course. Um, I think these ones are really cool. So there's rapid adaptation, which goes onto a unit of Tyranid warriors, and it's a pre-game one CP bump your unit up to weapon skill two and ballistic skill three. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how you feel about big warrior units. I want to love them. I want to love them a lot. I'm I think not this might sure. finally, with like the entire package, be good. I don't know. <laughs> so you take I, at this point, if you're giving, if you're handing this out, I'm going like the full nine pack. Like yeah, you nine are. Nine yeah. with six death spitters and three uh, venom cannons, and I've probably even got a prime behind them. Or just give them the synaptic links. You can still purchase synaptic links in the Crusher Stampede. Yep. And yep. you could have even like two nine packs because at a a strike force battle size, you get to do this twice if you want. And you can just have two hive guard units sitting beside each other, handing each other a plus one to hit. And you have ballistic skill two high, or uh, turned warriors. They've got a five yes. plus invulnerable save. You can take one of them down to damage or like reduce damage because that stratagem still exists. Um, yeah, can you still take him with be... the? Can you still take him with the ignore um, AP? Uh, the enhanced resistance. Yeah, you probably could, but I don't think it's worth it once you've got a five plus invulnerable save. It's true because they've got a four up standing. Yeah, so you'd probably have to take a brood yeah, board to give him a three plus to make it worth it. Yeah, usually that was the thing you would do if you were taking like uh, a Jorm. High fleet because yeah, then you, you would recover. Yeah. You'd be on a three plus. Mm. So a three plus, mm-hmm. if you could ignore the AP one and two, a lot of times it, it yeah. kind of felt like a, a three plus and vulnerable save. But I think if you already got a five plus and you can't be Jorms, so you've only got a four. I would just I would just drop it and be like, hey, guess what? Yeah. I'm I'm rocking a five plus invul the whole game. Yeah, yeah. I see. Put catalyst on that too, and it gets pretty silly. It does. It, it five plus five plus is statistic, statistically almost as good as a three plus anyway, right? Five plus five plus, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I keep I keep hearing. I've heard that thrown around. It's better than a four plus. Ever, it's slightly yeah. better than a four plus. I've heard that being thrown around my entire gaming life. I don't know the actual stats on the comparison. They say everyone just says oh, it's almost as good as a three plus. Um, and what's the last one? Uh, the last one is also warrior specific, and it's pretty cool too, actually. Unfortunately, it's two CP if you're having a bigger unit. Which, again, if I'm thinking about how I would use this, I'd want to use it on the nine pack that I have juiced up. Um, use the stratagem in your shooting phase. Select one crusher warrior unit from your army that is within engagement range of the enemy models. Until the end of the phase, models in that unit can make ranged attacks using the big guns never tire roll, uh, as if they had the monster keyword. If that unit contains five or fewer models, it costs one. More cost two. So basically, it just lets your warrior shoot into combat. Um, yeah. Luckily, every weapon that a warrior can be equipped with is an assault weapon, so you won't take the minus to hit for shooting into combat. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, if this is a nine pack with decent weapons and you happen to be ballistic skill two, yeah, that's pretty good to shoot into combat. Yeah, I actually, I actually don't mind the strat. If you're going down the warrior route, which it sounds like you're pretty keen on, it's 
They're actually a pretty spicy meatball. I love them as well. They've just been so crap for so long, man. It's a real big shame. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll put it... Let's, it's, so people understand where I'm coming from for this entire new thing. I'm the weird person that got into Tyranids because I'm like, no, I want the Horde. I know a ton of people who are like, monsters. I want monsters. I want big smashy monsters. That's what I want to play. Um, so in the Tyranid book in 8th coming out and almost universally the monsters being garbage i know a lot of people were very disappointed so now that this has come out i know there's a ton of people that are just jumping on the bandwagon that are finally cool i get to play the monsters the way i want to play them from an emotional level i don't care too much about this change but the warriors appeal to me i will basically what i'm saying is i will not take this to a competitive like tournament scenario but i'll definitely have some fun at my local game store just mashing out a bunch of monsters and having a good time with warriors and stuff yeah fair and I, I can't I can't tell you not to. In fact, I, I really want to I really want somebody to try and make Warriors work. Like, please do. Take three unit take three units of nine and just see what you got. Um I mean take everything else that's good as well, but yeah. Um, yeah, if I take right. this kind of list, I will be taking two packs of nine and one pack of three and probably give all of them the bioweapon cool. bond or something like that. That's absolutely awesome. I love it. I have them all um, painted. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well you're a madman all right mass convergence discipline all right first of the psychic powers synaptic barrier uh blessing has a warp charge value of six if manifested select one friendly crusher stampede model within 18 of the psyker to the start of your next psychic phase that model has a four plus invulnerable save did we just say invulnerable saves were hard to come by well now you've got them everywhere and now on top of having them everywhere you can essentially give somebody a plus one in your in your army um mm-hmm. i think this is quite good that's quite good this is, um, how do I put this? This is not okay on a Haradin or a Hierophant. I know, it's, it's so crazy <laughs> that they're just, it's a six, and this like, ah, we didn't think this one through at all. <laughs> yes, a 30 wound uh, toughness, eight, how would I have a Hierophant? Two plus armor save? With like uh, a no, plus? I think it's got a, regardless, yeah, no, with a four. Whatever. It should not have a 4 plus armor save, and especially since you could still put Catalyst on this thing. Exactly. It is ugly. You're never going to kill this thing, and I don't like things in the game that just don't get to be interacted with. Hierophant has fly for some stupid reason. It can't be caught in combat because it's titanic. Like, there's some issues. This might be one of those ones where I think you get to beat it because how the hell does this army ever play the mission with a Hierophant? (laughs) But, like... this thing is going to show up, and people that don't have a very specific game plan of like how do I stop this thing are going to get rolled by this thing. Well, it's, um, I apologize it if people feels... can hear the snowplow outside my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, I've had that. Dis- I wasn't going to go into it that much, but um, I've had that. I've had that thing looked at sideways. Can it deploy in in the scouring? Does it actually get to deploy inside the deployment zone in the scouring? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Hierophant and Herodin can both fit in the scouring, I believe. Um, the Hierophant can fit in Dawn of War. The Hier- or sorry, the Hierophant can fit in Dawn of War. The Herodin cannot. Cannot. Okay, there was one of them that couldn't. Yeah, I its couldn't wings are wider than like eleven something inches. So even if you kind of turn it at like an angle, if you were to try to like pivot it in, because it's only a ten inch wide uh, deployment yep. in Dawn of War, you you always have like a wingtip hanging off the edge or a tail or a head. Um, but the higher font apparently is nine and a half inches wide. So That's insane. He, can f- he can fit in Dawn of War, which, yes, is nuts. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. All right, next one Aggressive Surge. Blessing is World Charge value of six. If manifest, select one fragilely crush a stampede model within 18 of the Psyker to the start of your next psychic phase. Add D3 to the attack's characteristic of that model. Not bad for an army that needs more attacks, but are you going to take it? I'm not sure. It all depends on how many casters you have. I think there's a lot of people that might be wanting to run like Swarmlord, two Flyrants, and like a Maliceptor or something like that. At that point, you've got like yep. seven casts. Yeah, I would throw it in when you've got that kind of psychic firepower because you still get That's access fair. to all the other spells too. So if I've already filled up uh, Catalyst, Onslaught, um, Paroxysm, you know, stuff like that, then I'm probably going to take something like that as well. Well, I'm yeah. also the four plus invulnerable save because that's just good stuff. That's a very good call. All right, and the last one. This one is infused energies. Blessing 
has a war charge value of six again. It's almost like they just want triple six. Um, <laughs> if manifested, select one friendly crusher stampede unit, excluding a sign-up unit within 18 inches of the Psyker. Until the start of your next Psyche phase, each time one that unit makes a melee attack, you can re-roll the hit roll. That's oof. That's oof good. It is pretty nice. It does bum me out that it says Synapse Unit, because that means you can't get rerolls on Warriors, which is obviously where this ability would be the best. Um, but yeah, it's nice to have yes, that on it's a Hive Guard minor. unit. Oh no, Melee, right, Melee. Uh-huh. Um, it's Melee, yeah. yeah. It's it's even Ravenous. enough to maybe dig up um, some of the models that aren't great, um, mm-hmm. like a Harspex, just something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want to put this on Barbed Heardle, maybe, or... yeah. I mean, so uh, yeah, immediately I thought I thought Ravenous yep. was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, because of course, is nice. yeah, yeah, they're just warriors without signups, essentially, and a little bit quicker. Um, <laughs> I had a little joke in my head. I was like, "What the Tyrant Guard do?" And I'm like, ha, "Probably nothing." <laughs> nope. This would actually solve a decent number of their problems because their only weapon skill four. I don't know. It's been forever since I've used them. The, yeah, I think they're only open skill four because the issue is that you want to put the crusher claws on them to double their strength. Yep. And then they hit our yeah. fives, and it just feels horrible. Yuck. Oh man, that's yuck. Yeah. Uh, fair. Um. So yeah, I mean, that third one and the third and the first, both exceptional. The four plus invuln is so strong, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain models in the game that uh, just. Uh, they're not again like they were never really intended to have a four plus it's the castellan issue where you get the castellan up to a three plus invulnerable save yeah and something that big and that durable with that kind of like damage output was never supposed to have also supposed well, to have that kind of durability durability but that was the thing wasn't it because the castellan was just like well i'm going to exist long enough to kill everything that can stop me from existing and then you know too bad son like <laughs> yeah this is this is the yeah, game now like um oh but you can only put up the three plus plus like a finite number of turns. And you're like, yeah, but I only need to survive the first two and you have nothing two. left that can kill yeah. my castle. <laughs> and then I don't care anymore. Exactly right. Yeah. Could be the same thing. Could could be a very similar thing. Um, the uh, the added benefit, I mean, the Castellan couldn't really push up the board that much, but I needed some support to do so because it wasn't that killy in combat. These things I feel like are a lot, lot killier in combat, <laughs> legitimately. Mm. Yeah, more attacks, hit a lot harder. Um, I think the higher font is something insane, like flat six or flat seven damage. Yeah. Um, and he also has a smaller weapon as well, which is one of those strange ones that benefits greatly it's from. A, it's, I think he's got a flamer. I'm pretty sure he's got like a three d six flamer, and then he's two big like super rupture cannons, and then stomps for like I think it's six or seven attacks at strength six. Uh, sorry, adds flat six. Yeah, and then it also has a tail. They all have some weird ass tail, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and if I'm remembering correctly, um, something that a group that I've been talking to for Tyranids for a long time, uh, the tail was like, I think it's like 10 attacks, but it was strength 5, AP 1, 1 damage, which is you a prime I'm gonna, I'm gonna... target to be given murderous size, the, uh, uh, the adaptation, because you could just take that yes. 10 attack tail to strength 6, AP minus 2, 2 damage, which now suddenly is a disgustingly wow. good weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're, I was right. I had so it's got six attacks at uh, strength ten minus three six damage with real hit rolls of ones, and then it's got ten attacks. You were right at strength five minus one one damage. Yeah, um, it's pretty hilarious to think that thing could have a four plus invulnerable save. Has a has a two plus armor save and toughness eight with thirty four wounds as it stands and breathes. You, you add a you add a you add that four plus invulnerable and give it like just keep catalyst up on it every turn. Like, just see you later. It's just not going to die. Yeah, it's never going to die. It's super killy. Um, and again, it, it's one of those things where you can, with all of these things, you can actually let it start to play the mission. Like, mm. you can make it obsec with the strategy. Man, I believe. Do, I don't think it has a restriction on, like, Titanic or something <laughs> like that. Just 34. You know, you know what you do? 34 wounds. You just <laughs> for any. <laughs> so LVO comes around. Everyone's cracked out their, their Hierophants. And you just your opponent just walls you off from you know puts their largest piece of just sorry hierophant you can't cross the table because the largest piece of train's right in the middle and just like oh no what's my big spider monster to do oh yeah no there's this is the thing this is what I'm saying about like it's a meme but it's hilarious yeah. certain players will see it and have a heart attack and other people that know like okay we're playing the mission got it 
Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Plan the mission. Well, it's like 800 and something points, isn't it? 850, yeah. Eight, yeah, it's 850 points. <laughs> Fair enough. So it is like 200 points more than the Castellan was in its heyday. Um <clears throat> probably fair enough um it's interesting that um g-dub so they've decided okay cool we're going to give you this new army of renown it's going to have amazing bonuses it's going to have amazing strats and amazing psychic powers but you know what you can't have any good relics f you tyrannid players you're not allowed to have any relics worth a damn because well you still you still don't do you like i can't name a single relic for oh, that's not true. that because yeah. you could still make yourself Leviathan, and then you can just take out of the Octarius book. Oh, that's 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 the relic, right? Is to make is to turn Those yourself. are the good relics. You've got the relic for uh, regenerate CP. You've got the relic for minus oh, course, one to be yeah. minus one to be wounded. That's the good one, and that's disgusting. That's the hive tyrant I was talking about. <laughs> you take a hive tyrant who has minus one damage, minus one to wound, and a four plus invulnerable save, and you watch your opponent just cry as he never dies. Love it. So good. Um, all right. So that actually that's that's all the content we had for the book. That's the book. That's I mean all all four glorious pages of it. Um, <laughs> give us give us your thoughts, brother. Overall, what do you think? How, how good do you think this is for Tyranny players out of ten? And then how powerful do you think a build made out of this army renown will be in our you know generic C to S tier? I mean, flavor level, great. It's awesome. It really makes the monsters feel cool. Um, all sorts of stuff that synergizes specifically with monsters. Um, the restrictions, I think, are on point for like what you can't take. Um, it's really cool. Strength-wise, I think it's. I think there's some builds in there that are really good. I still think it'll be one of those like pseudo gatekeeper lists. Again, the monsters that are not actively receiving um, the stratagems have only gotten more durable. They still don't hit hard. Um, so I think this is like an easy like three, two, four, one kind of list because you some again, some people are just gonna go, I can't push through all the beef that's being slammed down the middle of the board at me. Yeah. It's very much a like Drukari Thick City, just without the damage output. Um, outside of like where you're specifically funneling your stratagems. Um, but I think it's great. I think I for like a straight power level, um like an A or maybe even maybe an A plus. I'm thinking more like A though. Nice. Yeah. Um, what? How do? You, how good do you think this is out of out of ten? Like z- zero is uh, this is absolute garbage. G Dub failed the 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 hive mind, and ten is sweet mother of mercy. Our prayers have been answered. The doom of Malantai hath come again. <laughs> um, you're talking about like raw power level, or just like as in how happy are you with this? Out of 10? Oh, like a solid like eight out of ten is great. Nice. Beautiful. I'd, I'd probably so even I tried, give the ten. I tried 10 to if I was a stand for yep. the monsters, but I'm like, yeah, Love Steelers it. and Devourer gods. <laughs> it's funny. I tried to dress that question up for you, and you're just like, nah, dumb it down, Adam. <laughs> dumb it down. Um, I think this is a yeah. I think this is a solid eight. A solid eight because it mm-hmm. is giving tyranny players a whole play style that was just not a freaking option. And I think any time Dub does that, it cannot be. It can be nothing but an absolute win. Um, I think it's limit. I think it's got its limitations just because exactly what I said. The data sheets are just so god awful. Like there is, I mean, I wish this made you be able to take Carnifexes. I wish I could tell people, oh my god, nine Carnifexes, you're gonna you're gonna be so happy with your life. I yeah. know so many people who have nine Carnifexes. Ah, uh, to- I, w- I want to be able to be like, oh my god, Toxicreens are terrifying, but I just they just don't care. I just don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, they're yeah, just not a absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so yeah, the- beautiful. Like I, I think it's going to be one of those ones where again, people are going to like look into it, be like, oh, so this is completely viable now, and then they're going to pull the board and like, oh right, no, these data sheets are bad. Why does well, why so does my think, gigantic monster have three attacks of weapon skill four? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I th- look. There is a there is a case for for not taking all the um sorry not taking all the the forge world units. You know, take take a barbed hero jewel if you got one. Take a scythe if you got one. Who cares? Take a dimmerkeron if you got one. But you know, you don't need to take only those. I think trigons have got a great play. I think people should definitely look at trigons. Um, mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. I want to hear somebody make a reason that Ahari specs can be good because I'm pretty convinced they're god awful, but I love them so. Um, and people are already taking Maliceptus. So I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, on that note, I so I 
as for whether I think this is a sit on the C to S scale, I'm a little bit more cautious than you. I think it's more of a B plus, A minus for me, just because. So I've seen it played once, and that was in exceptionally good hands. And I feel like this is a win big, lose big. Like I think the gatekeeper is exactly what you said. What you said, and so I feel like this is around where I think knights are. I think this is around on par with knights, maybe. So new, maybe new maybe knights, it is a, right? with yeah, yeah new knight. So maybe it's maybe it is a, a good a good B plus A minus. Uh, I'm not ready to put it above things like um, those things because <laughs> I've got so my A plus armies right now are like orcs. Orcs to me is like an A plus. Um, only grey knights and drakari I have in S tier. Like so yeah, that's fair. yeah. <clears throat> um, all right, my dude. That is going to wrap us up for this episode. Anything you'd like to plug or say before we wind up? I don't believe so. Uh, keep uh, on, okay. uh, you know, keep on coming to us for all the best content. It's Art of War it's best. Right, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Oh, well, and, and keep coming to the Art of War Down Under because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously the best of the, the other. The other two podcasts are bickering. They're like sniping at each other. I'm just quietly sitting back, just putting out the best content in the world, you know, just plug it away. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to toot my horn. Um, might as well be me. Um, all right, my brother, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Uh, your time and your candor and uh, your thoughts. We're going to go over to part two. We're going to answer, like, I think we've got like 30 questions uh, to answer. We might not get time. We're going to do some list construction and talk about how you build an army for this, but we're probably going to end up doing that through answering the questions anyway. So thank you so much, everybody, for your support. Hopefully, this is going to come out in the week of Christmas. So have a wonderful holiday season with your families. Enjoy. Get some hobby. Wet some brushes. Paint some stuff. Build some stuff. Hopefully, it's an incredible time of year for you guys. I know it's been a real hard 24 months-ish for the world. <laughs> so hopefully, you're spending time with loved ones and family and uh, being kind to each other. Thank you so much for your support. Love you all. Alex, love you too. You have a wonderful time with your family, my dude. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on part two. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.